0: What's going on, everyone? I'm Mackenzie Ingram. This is Everything In Between. And in this episode, I want to talk about being obedient, but not being blessed. So when I talk about not being blessed, I'm talking about in the sense of getting the things you want, getting the things you desire, getting the things that you feel like God has put on your heart or that they're his desires for you and you just haven't received them yet. Anytime you wake up, you're blessed. Um, If you're listening to this, you have a phone and you're able to, you have ears, you have eyes, like you are blessed if you are living, if you are breathing air. And so I don't mean the sense of we're not blessed because we're not getting the things we want. Um, But I think we all, especially as Christians, have fallen into this mindset of just, even if you're not a Christian, you've fallen into this mindset of like, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I not reaping any benefits from that? And so I kind of want to dive into that. This is something I have struggled with um, and it's something I have to check myself every day. So I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday and I was telling her that there was a point in my life where I was like really mad at God because I was just like, you know what, God, like I'm doing everything you're asking me to do. I'm living the way you've called us to live. I'm doing the things that I don't want to do but you're asking me to do. I'm following direction like I'm doing good by you and there's nothing coming from it. Um and then I got into this comparison of so and so is living in sin and she got this or so and so is doing this and like I got into this whole comparison of people living in sin being blessed and I think we all can relate to that. I think we have all been in a place where we're upset, jealous, or not you don't even necessarily have to be upset or jealous, but it's a thought that goes in your mind of I'm living more righteous than someone and they're being more blessed than I am. And so I kinda wanna speak to that. My first thing to that is when we fall into this game of comparison, it's a very dangerous place to be. Because you have no idea what that person is going through. You don't know what their life looks like. You don't know if they're struggling. You don't know if that marriage or that proposal or whatever, if they're actually really happy or is it a toxic relationship? Are they being abused? Um, That new job that she got, does she really like it? Is that money actually worse for her? Um, They bought this new house, but are they in debt now? Like, There are so many things that we do not know because social media has made this world of comparison even worse. Social media, Instagram, whatever, it's a highlight reel. Very rarely do you see people posting the true, vulnerable, authentic um, reality of their life, which can be a struggle at points of their life. And when we fall into the mindset of, well, Becky 218 is sitting, and she's living with her man and they're having sex before marriage and he just proposed and now they're planning this amazing wedding. You have no idea what Becky is going through or what her man is going through or what their relationship is going through. We don't know. And so why would we sit and drown our thoughts in comparison to someone's life that we know nothing about? And then some people might say, well, I know friends like that are close to me and they're not living right. And they're being more blessed than I. Okay. I understand that, but we have to get out of a temporary mindset. Something, the revelation that I got when I was complaining and going to God about this is those people, they live for the temporary. We as Christians, we live for eternal and a lot of people. And and it's crazy to say this, but a lot of people that I've fallen into comparison with are Christians. And they're Christians that um, haven't maybe turned their life fully over yet, or they're still holding on to things and they're still living in sin. First of all, we all live in sin. We sin every day. Um, but I think there's a difference in living in continual, continuous sin. Um, and when you're trying to get away from something or you are trying your best to live a certain way. Some people are living in sin and they do not care. They know that they are and they don't care that they are because they're comfortable with where they are and that's just the reality of it. Unfortunately, not everybody is going to get into heaven. Not even uh, Christians that are saying that they're living right or whatever. Like we will not know until that time comes where we're going to end up. But there are things that you can do ways that you can live um that can give you confidence in knowing where you're going to go, right? We are to give our lives over to God. We are to accept Jesus Christ into our hearts, believe that he died on the cross from us and we are to repent from our sins. And there are some people that don't do that. And so the reality of their life is in Christianity, we believe in heaven and hell and those that do not accept Jesus and those that do not live, um, in repentance and, um by the way that he has called us to live might end up in hell right i'm not god so i don't know so i'm not sitting here saying that if you're living in sin right now you're going to hell that's not what i'm saying at all there is repentance there is love there is grace there is mercy there is forgiveness that god gives um but in the context of what we're talking about we can get so caught up in living for the temporary i want money i want a house i want a man i want a car i and all this stuff and, new, and and in reality, it's just a blink of an eye. Our time on earth compared to our time in heaven or in hell is a blink of an eye. And we don't, we don't think about that. And, and I'm saying we as in me, like I don't think about that all the time. I think about the now, where I am now, what I want now, how I want my life to be now. And God had to check me and He said, Are you living for me now or are you living for me for eternity? And when you think about it in that way, It gives you more peace in knowing that, okay, yes, they're being blessed, but I also know that they're not living right. And, and it's not a, I'm better than them or they're better than me or they're more like, it's, it's not a game of I'm holier than thou, right? It's a game of I'm living the way God called me to live. And if I don't ever reap a reward here on earth, I will, when I get to heaven, our blessings, our reward, our, um, desires of what we want are going to be filled beyond measures in heaven. And I know, I know it's so easy to say that. And again, this is something I have to check myself on every single day because we can get caught up in the world. And we can get a, and we can get caught up in what we want in that instant gratification and the amount of money we want to make because we want to have a house and we want to travel and we want to have an extravagant wedding and we just want to be able to give and we can get so caught up in that but, when you take a step back and when you humble yourself and you realize you know what I don't live for temporary. I live for my life beyond this world. I don't live for the temporary and the blessings that quote unquote blessings that it could come because the blessings that people are getting now that are living in the temporary that are living in sin, they could very much be an actual curse, right? They could very much be something sent from the devil, something that they just Um, maybe not might, might not be good for them right now or might not be good for them ever, but they don't know because they have, and they, and I don't want to like single people out, but because I used to live like this, I used to live my way, my will, how I want it, when I want it, the way I want it, me, me, me. And that is where a lot of people fall. We fall into this world where we want what we want, when we want it, how we want it. And little do we know that could possibly not even be God's will for us. Sometimes, yeah, it is. And he can fix things and he can change and transform and renew things. But sometimes because it is such a fleshly desire, they're not from God. So in closing, my first point, I just want you to remember I live for eternal life, not temporary life. And I pray that that little reminder will give you peace, will give you ease in knowing that. Yeah, maybe I'm not where I wanna be or have the things that I wanna have, but I have Jesus and that alone should be enough for you. And if it's not, you need to go back to the drawing boards and you need to really check yourself and give those desires and that flesh, and that fleshly life over to God and he can turn you around. He did it for me. So I know without a doubt in my mind, like I said in the last episode, that he can do it for you as well. My second part in this Is are you truly living for God and being obedient out of your love for God or out of the love for yourself? And this was something that I that God slapped me in the face with because the scripture I want to base this to episode on is Matthew 633. Let me just pull it up so I can read it. Matthew 6, 33 NIV, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be given to you as well. The NLT version says, seek his kingdom, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So when you read that, you are to seek his kingdom first and then he will give you these things onto you. And so you have to ask yourself, am I really seeking God and his kingdom Or am I really seeking me and my will? We can get into a place where we are obedient for God. We live for God. We listen to him and we follow him only because we want to be rewarded by him. We essentially manipulate God. We try at least because God is not dumb. So he knows exactly what you're doing. But we try to manipulate God. And we sit and we say, God, like I'm doing right. I'm living good. I've turned from sin. I've repented. I've accepted you. I've done X, Y, Z. Where's my reward? And then when it doesn't come, especially when it doesn't come after a while, we throw up the deuce and then we walk away because we say to ourselves, well, God, like I'm doing right. I'm seeking you and I'm getting nothing from it. So what's the point? If that is where you are in your faith, I want to encourage you to change it because that can be a very dangerous place to be because if you are not seeking God out of pure love for him you don't essentially like you're there's no point in doing it and I hate to say that I hate to sound like harsh but that's the real truth of it if you are not seeking or doing things out of love for God it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and so when you get into this atmosphere and into this, into this headspace of, well, God, everyone else is getting blessed. Why am I not? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm living right. I'm doing what you're asking me to do. I want you to ask yourself, are you doing it for him? Are you doing it for yourself? Trust me. I used to live in a life and there are days like the probably a, two weeks ago, I was in a pit, like I was in a funk of being upset with God because he wasn't giving me things that I felt like I deserved. And he checked me real quick and he said, are you doing it for the reward? Or are you doing it for me? Because a lot of times we can even trick ourselves into thinking like we're really doing it for God when we're not. Cause we haven't died to our flesh. We haven't, des- we haven't died to the desires we want. We haven't died to the timeline that we created. We haven't died to our flesh. We essentially sit and try to fool God into thinking, I'm living for you. I'm doing this. I'm doing right. All right. Where's my reward? And this is not for everyone, right? This isn't for everyone. There are people that are being true, truly obedient. And I'm going to touch on that in a second. But there are people, include myself included, I used to do this all the time. And there are times where I still do it. I just said I did two weeks ago. And you can get you can be in a very selfish mindset. So you're you're going after God, you're doing everything. And then when things don't come in the timely that you think they should come, you grow weary and you waver and you shift. And now you're mad at God. And now you don't trust God. And now you're gonna do things into your own hands. And now you're gonna be probably living in sin. Because now you're seeking after your will and after your want. And we all know that the flesh wants things that are not of God that will most likely always lead us into sin. And then we kind of become the, the group of people that are living in sin and being blessed. But it's like, are you really being blessed is what you have from God nine times out of 10. If you put your hand on it, it's not, if it contradicts his word, it's not from God. If it doesn't, um, bear the fruit of God, it's not from God. And a lot of us can fall into that. I've fallen into many seasons where I was like, you know what, God, like, I'm tired of waiting on you. I'm gonna go get this myself. And it put me right back on my butt every single time. And so I'm speaking out of a place of love and out of, um, um, experience And so I was listening to this guy and he was talking about, he gave this great analogy of a guy takes a girl on a date, they go to the fair, he buys all the tickets, they ride all the rides, they play all the games, and then um, they do dinner and like they have a great time. And he spends all this money and time and effort on her, drops her off at her house, walks her to the door and she gives him a kiss on the cheek and is like, well, thank you. I really enjoyed the night. And he's like, You enjoy the night, like, we're just getting started. And she's like, No, like, I just enjoyed it. I'll give you a call tomorrow. And this man now becomes angry because he's like, I just spent all this money on you, I invested all this time, all my energy, and you're just going to give me a kiss on the cheek. Like, no, you need to give me more. And that's how we can be with God, we can be so transactional with God. And we're doing all this stuff for him. We're spending all our time, all our energy. And he knows the whole time. It's a facade. He knows the whole time. It's just a mask that your real motive underneath all that you're doing is not pure. Because you're trying to seek for self-gain rather than going after his will. And so in that, I fully believe that's why God makes us wait. That's why we experience seasons of waiting and seasons of quiet or stillness or of unanswered prayers, because God is like performing surgery on you. This, the guy that I was listening, he, he said it in this way of God is performing surgery on you to make sure, is that who you really are? Is that really what you're going to do? Are you really living for me? Or do you really love me? Are you going to seek me first? Because something in the scripture, we, we don't focus on the seek first. We focus on the, and then right? Because it says first seek his kingdom and, and his righteousness, and then things will be given on to you. We focus so much on the, and then, and we completely forget about the seek first. And God's like, no, I need you to seek me first. I need you to live righteously for me. And then these things will be given to you. And so in the middle of this surgery, in the middle of your waiting, in the middle of this season that you're in, God is performing surgery, He's extracting every selfish desire out of you and he's pruning you and making you clean so that he can trust you with what he has for you because God has so much for you. And a lot of the times, the reason why he hasn't given you yet is because he can't trust you with it. And God is never going to give you something that you're going to fumble. He's never going to give you something that you cannot handle, especially a blessing because he wants it to be a blessing. And until we are pure in our hearts, of seeking God first and his kingdom and his way and dying to ours and our flesh and our will. I believe that you won't get those rewards because God is a good God and he wants you to be able to handle them. And he wants you to be in your purest form. There are times where we, and this is the part I wanted to touch on of, okay, well, what about people who do seek him? People who do, you know, who are doing right out of pure love for him. Whatever it is that you're wanting or some reward or some next big step, it's not ready yet. You might be ready and you might be seeking God purely out of love for him, but whatever God has for you is not ready. That relationship, the job, the amount of um, finances that he wants to give you, God is still preparing you for what he's preparing for you. It's two sides. So you feel like you're fully prepared, but God is still working on other things because God doesn't want to give you something that's not ready for you. God doesn't want to give you something that has still has loose ends and that's not completely um, ready yet. So know that if you are in that season and you feel like, you know what I am doing right, I am living good and I'm still not being blessed, know that one, we don't follow God to be blessed by God. Right? And if you and if you are, again, go back to the drawing boards, we should be following God because we love God and nothing else. And no matter and 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 you should have this attitude. And again, this like I'm preaching to myself right now. We need to have this attitude of even if he doesn't give me what I want or what I desire, I still love him because he is still good to me. I believe God is such a good God that he will give you what you desire if it's along if it's um in line with his will he will give it to you and more because he's he's a good God but there are times when we are seeking out of our out of our own selfish desires and he knows it God is not a fool we cannot trick or fool God and so now he's waiting he's testing he's performing surgery on you so you can get to a point it's almost like you're either gonna make it or you're gonna break it. And there are many people we grow weary and we break away and we decide to take things into our own hands and it ends up worse. There are people that are making it and that are staying strong and that are standing firm and that are doing the things that God is asking you to do. You're seeking his will. You're being intentional. You're listening. You're um, spreading the good news. Like You're doing all these things that you're supposed to be doing. And God says, I have something for you. It's just not ready yet. And I need you to trust me. I need you to wait on me. Galatians 6, 9 is a verse. I kid you not. I think about daily because it's the verse God gave me for my life. Do not grow weary in well doing for at the proper time you will reap a harvest. If you do not give up. If you do not give up, don't give up. Keep going. Keep pushing. And if you are in a person where you feel like you fall into the first point that I made, where you're living in sin And you feel like your life is happy, but you also feel like there's a void and that you're empty and that there can be something more for you. Repent. Give God your life. Begin to fall in love with his word. Be intentional. Set boundaries. Be disciplined in your relationship with him and repent. He will forgive you. God is a good God. He sent his son on the cross to die for the sins that you have committed, are committing, and will commit. He loves you. There's nothing that you can do that can separate you from his love. And if you feel like you're a person where, you know what? I actually am seeking God out of my selfish desires. That's good. God wants you to acknowledge that. And now let's change it. Now let's fix it. Now let's be intentional with, you know what? I actually only want that amount of money for my selfish pleasure. Do I really want to be married or do I just want a fancy wedding? Like we have to start pointing and getting to the root of the things that we want, because a lot of times the things that we want are not from God and they're not what we need. And if you feel like you're a person where you are um, seeking God out of pure right intentions and you're living righteous and you're doing the things that he has told you to do out of love for him, keep going. Do not give up. He will come through for you. He will come through for every single person. As long as we can give our lives, our desires, our wants, our needs over to him and say, you know what, God, yes, this is what I want, but I want you above all of it. And if this is not what you have for me, then take it because essentially we don't want what we want, especially if it's not what God wants. I don't know about you, but I want what God wants for me because in the past he has shown me that what he wants for me is far beyond what I want for myself. And I want you to want that for you. It's an everyday battle. It says in the Bible, we are, di- we are to die to our flesh daily. So it's not just something that you're going to be able to pray, wipe your hands clean and move on. No, it's an everyday practice. It's creating an, a habit. It's creating discipline. It's getting to a point where you are living for God out of nothing but love for him not because what he can do for you. It's almost like the rewards that we get when we love and we follow and we obey, it's like an add-on. It's like the icing on the cake, right? The cake is already good. You're good with the cake. It's amazing. It's fulfilling. It's beautiful. It's the best thing you've ever had. The rewards that God chooses to bless us with is just the icing on the top. You don't necessarily need icing for the cake, right? It's still a cake. It's still a really good cake. But God is such a good God that he will add the icing on top. So know three things that if you're living in sin, you can repent and turn your life over to him and begin to live in God's will. If you realize that you're trying to manipulate God into getting you a blessing, there's room for you to turn around too, and check yourself and begin to live and begin to work on living for him. It's a process and it's something that could take you a while to get. It took me forever to get it. It took me forever to get it. But now that I get it, I'm able to hold myself accountable and have people around me hold me accountable of, okay, I'm actually doing this out of my flesh because of what I want. Let me reevaluate, step, take a step back and shift my focus and shift my intentions back on God. And three, if you are already there and you are doing it out of your love for God, keep going. Do not give up because in due time, you will reap a harvest. God is not a liar. It says it in his word and it will come to pass for you. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for giving me this revelation. God, for smacking me in the face with realizing that there are times and have been times and still are times in my life where I seek you for the and then, and I don't seek you first just for you. I don't seek you first. I don't live right all the time just for you, God. God. I thank you for giving us all this level of discernment, this level of conviction, God. And if people aren't there yet, I ask that you give that to them. People that are living in sin, God, that want to turn their lives around or don't know how or that they don't, that they're not. The reality is sometimes people don't want to change their lives of sin because it's comfortable for them. God, I just pray that they have an encounter with you, that you begin to show yourselves to them, that they begin to have an itch, a desire to start getting to know you. And also that they know that there's nothing that they have done that can separate them from your love. Lord, I pray for the people that are similar to me, where there are times where we can pray and fast and live and do things out of what we want from you and not out of the love that we have for you. So, God, I pray that you stay with them and that you let them know, again, a level of discernment. Give them a level of discernment that they can realize that you help them realize And ask themselves this question of, am I doing this for myself and what I want? Or am I doing this because I love God? And God, I pray for your children, your strong soldiers that are doing it out of love. They are living right. They are doing it out of pure intentions of you. But that reward hasn't come yet. I pray that you just remind them, God, that whatever you are preparing for them, yes, they're ready. They're solid. You can trust them with it, but that thing is not ready yet. You're still preparing. You're still making it work. You're still perfecting it. And it's coming. It's going to come for them. And and your goodness and your love is going to come for all people. But I just pray that we continue to live for you. We turn from our sin. We repent. We accept you into our lives and we live for you and not for anything else. Lord, we love you. We trust you. We thank you and we praise you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen.